This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thanks, Sid. My name is Ryan Bruss, and today on Messianic Vision, our special guest is Kevin Zadai. And let me tell you something. Uh, I have had the privilege of producing uh, a number of shows for Sid Roth and this ministry, and this man, his testimony, his insight and revelation is off the charts. We are going to have so much fun. In fact, before we got on, he said the Spirit of God is already all over him. He woke up with the Spirit of God all over him. So this is going to be an intense uh, time together. So fasten your seatbelt. We're about to have a lot of fun. Kevin uh, uh, wrote uh, a few books for us, Days of Heaven on Earth and Heavenly Visitation, and did a CD uh, called How to Bring Heaven on Earth. And we're going to talk about that a little later. And this man has the goods. This man has the, one of the most powerful testimonies that I've seen in a long, long time. And I'm going to let him share that with you. Uh, he actually died and had an encounter with Jesus uh, many years ago. And he still is having regular encounters with Jesus. Now, before he actually died, he was sensing things in his own heart that something was going on. Something was not right. And Kevin, I'm just going to let you loose. Just take off. What was going on in 1992? Uh, well, Ryan, what was happening was um, things seemed normal at first. But then I'd say about three months prior to this experience in, in October of 92, I um I started to feel as though I was going to go to heaven. I felt like I was going to die, but I was not afraid. And um, I started to feel as though I needed to do some things to get me ready. And I, I realized that I hadn't given any of um, my company any information uh, as far as if I would pass anybody that would get uh, my belongings and my finances and things like that. So I felt like the, I needed to get that in order and so I started contacting different um, organizations that I was involved with and letting them know who would get uh, my stuff in case in case I passed, which is something I should have done anyway, but I felt an urgency for it. And I started talking to my friends, and when I would be talking to them, I would start sharing that, um, that I might not be around um, much longer, and I, it would just come out. It wasn't something that was conscious to me. And I started to feel like my spirit was being pulled, and I felt as though I wanted uh, to go to heaven, but I just kind of pushed it off. So these these things were happening, and I look back now, and I see that my spirit was being drawn. But then when I did uh, schedule a surgery that I needed to do with my jaw and my uh, wisdom teeth needed to be removed, um, I didn't have any fear, but I, I didn't even think about what I had just previously fell for the last three months. So when I went in there, I had someone drop me off and um, they said it was just a standard thing. It would just take the whole day and then I would be released at the end of the day. And uh, so the anesthesiologist gave me um, their, uh, it was, it was uh, just a standard procedure and I was out. And I remember that all of a sudden I could see myself being wheeled into the operating room. And I thought, this is strange. And then before you know it, I was outside my body um, on this day. So I was standing there looking at my body and watching the doctor, the surgeon, and the anesthesiologist and the, his assistant start to begin the procedure. And at first, I didn't think that I had died or anything like that. I didn't feel uh, any different, and everything looked just as real as it would um, if you were standing there with the doctor. However, after I realized that that was really my body on the table, uh, and I felt the presence of God so strongly, I didn't have any limitations. I had no fear. I had uh, no doubt. I had no pain. I realized that I had passed. And so I 
at first thought, well, I need to get back in my body. And so I went over to the surgeon and just poked him on the shoulder and told him that um, I need to be revived and that they need to look at their monitors. Now, could you feel the sensation of poking him? I mean, could you could you feel yourself poking him? Yeah, that's what's so strange about it is, is that you have contact with this realm, but they don't have contact with you. So everything looks just as real. And when I touched um, his shoulder, I didn't go through him. Um, um, I could I could hear myself speaking, and but he just kept talking. So there was no um, there was no contact on their part with me. They did not know that I had had passed. So. Uh, I went over to the anesthesiologist and I told her that she had given me too much and that they need to begin uh, procedures to, to, you know, to, to somehow negate that. But of course, no one responded to me. So I ended up um, actually punching the uh, surgeon on the arm just to see how, if, if it just to, to see if there was something that I could do uh, physically really hard that would maybe even in, he'd have an inkling, you know, and yelling. And it didn't seem that they they might have felt something, but they didn't hear anything. So I um, resolved that I had passed, and so I was just waiting. I figured that there would be an angel uh, would come and get me, and so I kind of just stood there. And um, all of a sudden, my body started to glow, and I thought, well, here it goes. You know, um, my body on the table started to glow, and I was dressed in a robe without my body. I, I had my own, um, I had another body, you know, a spiritual body, and I was completely clothed and um, at peace. But then the body on the table began to transform uh, like a transfiguration where it started to begin to replicate into my spirit. My, it would be my heavenly body that I get on the resurrection day back. So I get my body back, but it's glorified. And so I got to see that right before my eyes. So Jesus allowed me to see what I'm going to look like in heaven. And it was amazing because it was, I, I was, I was so glorified um, because of what Jesus did for us that my image was made back to the original. And I had never seen what I looked like originally because on the earth, uh, because of genetics and all the time that goes by with everything, our bodies uh, don't represent the original. So I had to actually look away because I looked, I looked beautiful. I couldn't, I couldn't stand to look at myself because I looked like an angel. So my face was me, but it was perfect. And everything about me was what I imagined Jesus would have looked like on the Mount of Transfiguration. I was glowing bright and I was completely robed in righteousness, and I said to myself, I look beautiful. <laughs> and when I said that, um, it wasn't any pride. It was it was beyond my imagination that in heaven we're going to recognize each other, but we are going to be perfect. And it's hard for us to believe that when we're in this physical realm. But as soon as I thought that and I said that, I heard a man's voice behind me, which would have been the fifth person in the room, because it was me, a nurse, a surgeon, and an anesthesiologist. Now there's a, a man, another man's voice. So I turned around, and it was Jesus. He had come through this bright, shining, um, it was a door in the, uh, in the surgery room, and it had cracked open. And it was so bright that I couldn't look completely straight at it. So I um, I saw that he had come through that, and he was standing there, and he said, that's what you look like to me all the time. Wow. And then I realized when I saw him that he was, he was uh, my heart's desire. There was nothing else that everything that I had ever done up until that point culminated in that very moment when I stood before him, and he told me that. And he walked toward me and he showed me, he said, this is what you look like to me all the time. This is, this is your body that you get back. And, um, when I looked really close at him, I, 
I immediately was taken back by his beauty, by his handsomeness, by his power. He had so much command about him that, that you wanted to just get on your knees before him. But he began to speak to me very quickly, getting into some things that he wanted to get across to me. So this is how it all started. Um, I spent 45 minutes with him, and he began to teach me. And I had already been to Bible college, and I had been to another two-year program. So I was very well versed, I thought, in in um, theology and things like that, gotten some degrees. and But when I saw him, I realized that I really didn't know him like I thought I did. Wow. Ex- explain that, Kevin. What do you What do you mean? All the red letters in the Bible began to pop up at me, and I realized that we were given more than enough just through the Scriptures, that um, especially the book of John, as he began to talk to me, I realized that he was no different than he was with his disciples, um, that you got to remember that this is the person who stood up and spoke the universe into existence, all the worlds into existence, and then thought of me and spoke me into existence. And so I came out of him, and I was sent to my mother's womb. So that's the kind of person you meet when you meet Jesus. You meet a person who loves you because you're part of him, but he also has a command about him. And as he was speaking to me, and he went on and on, subject after subject with me. But let me let me ask you this. Um, the sequence of events, um, Jesus said to you something very significant about you returning to your to earth to your body what 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 was that interaction well he taught me i'd say he taught me for a long time but then the interaction that happened as far as sending me back he i thought i was going on with him so you know in my mind i'm all excited because i'm going to get to see the heavenly city right yeah I'm I'm thinking he's wrapping it up, and I'm I'm starting to wonder why he's teaching me right right uh, things that have to do with the spiritual with the spiritual realm on the earth, and how to live uh, in a victorious life over the enemy. So I'm thinking he's 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 starting to talk and teach me. So at the end, um, you know, I thought, well, it's time to go, and um, he said, um, well, he said um, he, he said I'm sending you back. And were you disappointed? I I I actually um I actually gave him five points why I'm not going back. I began <laughs> to become a lawyer, became an attorney, and I started to. I mean, I really literally stated my case um, why I wasn't going back. And what it was, to tell you the truth, Ryan, it was uh, the fact that I saw in the spirit realm, what we deal with down here. So I actually got to see behind the scenes what's happening. And I didn't want to come back to that. Um, this I told him, so if you want, I could tell you some of the points, some of the points I told him in in attorney fashion, in a court of law, I yeah. stated my case. I said, well, I said, Lord, uh, for one thing, that the evil, the evil spirits that are trapped down there in that realm, they're earthbound, um, they haven't been they haven't been chained and pulled away. I said they are packed in and they are making people feel that and the word there is feel that they are less than what God created them. Even unsaved people, the angels I saw were were helping people to get to Christians so that they can be uh, told the truth and and repent. And even Christians were being taken by angels to different spots where people that were speaking the truth could help them grow and build them up. So there was this system going on with the kingdom of God, but then the system of Satan was working against people to make them feel as though they weren't up to par. And the thing that was is that the finished work of Jesus Christ in their heart was strong enough that there was there was more than enough that people would never tap into everything that Jesus did for them on the cross, that it was a, a discovery time. So I began to tell Jesus, as I said, I'm not going back there because the, I realize now that I'm out with you that the things that I was feeling and, and, and coming things were coming against me um, in all different realms of life were actually evil spirits 
that were working from the outside coming at me, but I was feeling as though it was something wrong with me. And so I saw that. I saw that my, my, my soul was picking up on things and making me feel a certain way, but it wasn't me. And I saw that human beings were just being deceived by feelings. So I argued this with him. I also said that the realms are too slow down here. I said, you answer my prayers. This is what I told him. I said, the day I pray, you answer. But it takes days for the angels to break through these demonic spirits. And I said, this realm's too slow. I'm not going back. So you were basically just saying to Jesus, this this, this world is just nothing like we're going to experience in heaven. And you've basically had enough. Yeah, because now I saw that... Uh, that you know, when you pray, you get your answer. When when you go in the power and the presence of God, He goes with you. Your your words, your words, everything about you that's born of the Spirit, and your words, they go out and produce fruit. Everything produces, and that the the worlds were framed. And I told I told the Lord that I said, you know, you framed the world by words. And I said, now I realize that. If I ever did go back, that it would be something where I would watch my words, because he taught me about that for an extended period of time. So I, 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 I told him that. I said, listen, I, I don't want to go back. Um, but he said, oh, Kevin, he said, you're not going back for yourself. He said, you're going back for all these people. And he pointed at the wall in the operating room, and he had lined these people up to the point where I couldn't see the end of the line, but I could see the first 15 to 25 people. You actually saw their faces and you knew who they were. They were, they were standing there smiling at me. And he said, this is why you're going back because I need you to talk to each of these individuals. Oh my goodness. I said, he said, and you're going to reroute their lives by what you repeat that I tell you. He said, I'm going to come and stand on your right side. And he did. He walked up and he said, I'm going to whisper in your right ear. And he did, just like this, he said, and he whispered, and he said, you just repeat word for word what I, I say to you, and their lives will be changed forever. They'll never be the same, and their lives will be rerouted. He said, I need you to go back for them, because um, essentially they were history makers, and in the kingdom of God, in heaven, they believe in what we would call the domino effect. They target certain individuals and then those individuals have the greatest impact. Um, they, the heaven knows who those people are that are just going to go out and do it. And um, it's a domino effect. So it actually creates this uh, impact on the earth. And many, many people are impacted by one person who just has that, that spirit of Joshua or of Caleb, you know, where we can take this mountain. We, they don't take no for an answer. And so... I started meeting those individuals when I was sent back. Well, before we get into that, let me let me uh, if you're if you're as intrigued as I am, and I do know the the rest of some of this story anyway, and I know you're on the edge of your seat listening to this because you're saying, okay, well, what did Jesus say? And we'll get to that in a moment. But this is an extraordinary interaction between Kevin and Jesus, uh, somewhere between life and death. And the Lord begins to teach him and, 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 and show him many things that he's gonna, he wants him to go back and do. And uh, a lot of those things that Jesus taught him then and the things that Jesus taught him later are in his books, Days of Heaven on Earth and Heavenly Visitation. Now, obviously, we can't talk about everything in this broadcast, but you, I, I've read both these books, and they are amazing. In fact, uh, I brought them home so I could just be a, a little more quiet than here at work and just soak it up. And I had to read the, the paragraphs over again. The, 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 when he talked about receiving revelation from God, moving from revelation to visitation, moving from visitation to habitation, I'm like, man, that's what I want. I want me and Jesus all the time, everywhere I go. And it made me, listen, it made me so hungry for a deeper relationship with Jesus. I mean, I'm telling you, these books will impact you deeply. And not only uh, has he written these books uh, for you, he also is doing an exclusive CD called How to Bring Heaven to Earth. And if anybody is an expert that I know in this area, it is Kevin, because he 
lives between those two areas, heaven and earth, on a regular basis. And we'll talk a little more about that later, about his ongoing interactions with Jesus. And it's tremendous at all that God has done for him. But you need to get these two books. It'll cause your hunger for God to skyrocket. And this CD, uh, again, How to Bring Heaven to Earth, this is going to teach you how to encounter the supernatural in your life every day. And not only that, but uh, Kevin prays supernatural prayers over you and teaches you how to encounter God for yourself. And uh, this will bless you. This will change your life. I'm telling you, we'll be right back with more of Kevin. During surgery, Kevin Zadai found himself standing on the other side of the veil, watching the doctor and his assistants working to revive his lifeless body that lay on the operating table. Jesus appeared to him in that operating room. For 45 minutes, Jesus revealed spiritual truths to teach others how to experience the atmosphere of heaven on earth. Over time, Kevin had 17 different encounters with Jesus in heaven. Now he wants to teach and impart to you how you can be an instrument of bringing the supernatural fire of God to people wherever you go. Call now and get Kevin Zadai's Heaven Birthed two-book package, Days of Heaven on Earth and Heavenly Visitation, a guide to participating in the supernatural. And you will also receive his exclusive audio CD teaching, How to Bring Heaven to Earth, plus this bonus, Kevin's atmospheric Holy Spirit-led full immersion music on audio CD entitled Awakening. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9443. You will receive Kevin's two-book series, Days of Heaven on Earth and Heavenly Visitation, a guide to participating in the supernatural. Kevin wrote his Heavenly Vision book completely by the Holy Spirit in five 18-hour days by praying in tongues and interpreting it. In both books, he documents the visitations and revelations from Jesus revealing God's personality and God's divine plan for your life. Through reading these books, you will enter into a deeper understanding of God's destiny and purpose for your life. Experience heavenly visitations from Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and angels. Encounter days of heaven on earth wherever you go. Become a carrier of God's holy fire. Jesus told me that if I will give this material out and get it into people's hands, that it will radically change everyone that receives this material and implements it into their life. He promised that he would show up, and without doubt, he has done that. You will also get Kevin's audio CD teaching, How to Bring Heaven to Earth, exclusive to our It's Supernatural audience only. In this teaching, Kevin Zadai releases God's holy fire into your life so you can encounter heaven on earth, the supernatural of God like never before. The CD includes Kevin praying over you several powers powerful prayers of impartation so you can experience the atmosphere of God's glory in your own life. Plus, you will receive this bonus, Kevin's atmospheric Holy Spirit-led full immersion music on audio CD entitled Awakening. Before Kevin Zadai visited heaven, he didn't have any musical skills. After his encounters with Jesus and the angelic realm, he found that he could supernaturally play nine instruments. On this CD, you will be ushered behind the veil into God's heavenly atmosphere. Get ready to bring the glory of God right into your home, your car, your office, or wherever you listen. Don't miss out on getting Kevin Zadai's Heaven Birthed 2 book package, Days of Heaven on Earth, and Heavenly Visitation, a guide to participating in the supernatural. And you will also receive his exclusive audio CD teaching, How to Bring Heaven to Earth, plus this bonus, Kevin's atmospheric Holy Spirit-led full immersion music on audio CD entitled Awakening. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9443, or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9443 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Okay, I know that you're having as much fun as I am uh, talking and interviewing Kevin Zadai. This this is an extraordinary testimony, and, and in some ways, some of these things in uh, uh, Kevin's life are yet to be even revealed publicly. And so it's just amazing. Okay. So here you are, you're between sort of heaven and earth. The Lord is already showing you a few things. He, Jesus is beautiful. You're seeing your, your, uh, self on the table and just, there's a lot going on and and Jesus is teaching you things, which, uh, I want to go into in a moment, but you looked at your body and you saw a black area on your soul as you're standing there with Jesus. What was going on? 
Well, it shocked me because just a moment ago, when um, he, he before he drew his attention away to me, um, I, I looked perfect, and um, you know there was nothing dark about me it, because my body had been glorified, and it was so bright and perfect that it was hard for me to look at my face. And so when Jesus drew me to Himself and we talked, He then motioned behind me to look at my body again on the table. And um, when he did that, I turned and I saw this black vest on um, right under my throat, the whole way down to my stomach. And um, it it shocked me, took me back because I don't remember that. And so he said, I want to show you something. And um, he revealed to me that um, our souls, of course, according to um, their scriptures in Hebrews that talk about chapter four, talking about um, that that uh, even even the Word of God is the only one thing the sword of the Spirit can actually separate between the soul and the Spirit. And of course, in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, it talks about the three parts of man, Paul refers to them. And so we have the Spirit, we have the soul, and we have the body. So it's just important to mention that because um, I had knowledge of that, but now I was seeing it. So I saw that my soul was a part of my being, but it was wrapped around my spirit. So it was appeared to be a vest. So when Jesus said, let's take a look at this. And so he took me up really close. And when he did, I was shocked. It was newsprint. It was, it looked like just sentence after sentence and statement after statement that had been like paper mache to form this dark vest. So it was actually print. Um, it was actually letters in sentences, intelligible sentences. And as I looked, I remembered every sentence that was spoken to me wow. it was all from spoken from the evil one. It was all spoken from the kingdom of darkness that was trying to mar the beauty of how I was created to be, my, my destiny, my purpose. So these words became my enemy, and as they were put against my beautiful, glorified person, I, my spirit, I realized that the enemy had planted tares in the uh, field that God had planted for me, essentially. So then he waved his hand, and everything that Jesus spoke, by the way, in the spirit realm, there are many dimensions. So when Jesus speaks, you also see everything he says. So the dimensions um, are 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 much more uh, they're they're much more beautiful they're much uh, they're, they're deeper so I saw everything Jesus was saying so he took me back and he showed me that all these words were spoken by the enemy but I actually got to see the very point which they were spoken and he said I'm only showing you this not to hurt you but to show you that these things still have an effect on you because immediately as I saw these uh, flashes of these different incidences happen, um, I started to cry uh, because I started to feel the pain of those words as a, as a, as a child. So uh, he showed me that these still affect me and we need to take care of these because this is what he said, they're hiding your beauty. They're obscuring who you really are. And um, Wow, that's a whole teaching in and of itself. Yeah, and it was so real to me. So he um, he started to go through with uh, with me the, the different ways that uh, he could heal the soul. So the spirit is taken care of through the new birth, and the body has to be um, disciplined. So the body has to be disciplined like a child continually and kept in line. The spirit is born. Uh, your spirit is born of the spirit of God, and so your spirit doesn't know these things. It's it's a for it's a it's a foreigner to this world. It becomes um, a partner with heaven. It becomes part of, of of who God's kingdom is. You become a child of God. You become a new creature. But the soul is that in between that, that connects our spirit with our body. So we have contact. Um, with all three, and they interchange, but the soul is the one that Lucifer seems to want to um, target. So the Lord said that you have a lifetime 
of words that were spoken over you that have affected you. So he said, this is how there's four ways that I heal, heal heal the soul, and we can do any one of these. And so he just started to go through them with me. So he went over and he waved his hand over me on the table. And when he did, he took that vest right off. Uh, just by a wave of his hand, he said, "I can do it supernaturally. Uh, in, a, in a by the Holy Spirit, I can come in and just wave my hand, and uh, you will be healed immediately." And he said, "I do that." He said, "Number two is that he says we could um, also listen to the truth that has been spoken in the Word of God and and uh, continually renew our minds with this truth and the the lies that." we believed about ourselves, they're replaced by the truth. And so that has to do with the renewing of your mind in Romans chapter 12. Um, And then number three is we can pray in the Holy Spirit and work at it that way, where our spirit is so built up. I saw where the inner man got so powerful. Jesus said, you can actually uh, overcome and overthrow the soul and the mind. And I saw how... uh, By praying in the Holy Spirit? Yes, I saw where the Spirit got so strong that he actually showed it to me. Um, He showed it to me like this. He said that uh, it's called a reversal. So it's like when a wrestler is on top of another wrestler, and and all of a sudden there's a reverse. And next thing you know, uh, the other person has pinned in a flash. And that was the one that really, really... Uh, impacted me. Wow, and, and what an image, that wrestling image. I, I, I get what you're saying. In fact, in your book, I remember because it stood out to me uh, so so strongly that you teach in your book that praying in the Holy Spirit is actually one of the uh, most powerful tools to living a life in the supernatural. Is that true? It is absolutely the truth. He told me more about that. In fact, he knew that I was a tither. He knew that I was a giver. He knew that I, I planted seed, that I gave, that I helped the poor, and that I tithe. But he told me, he says, there's an, another element that's not being taught, and that is is that prosperity also has to do with the Holy Spirit leading you into prosperity, because the Holy Spirit doesn't know any other thing. It, he, the Holy Spirit is a person who doesn't know debt. He doesn't understand uh, lack. He doesn't understand defeat. The Holy Spirit, when he comes upon a person, he has he has every intention of you succeeding. He has every intention of you uh, doing what's written about you, and that's why he's been sent. He's been sent to not only tell you the truth and remind you the truth, but actually help you to do the truth and actually have it accomplished. And praying in the Holy Spirit, from what I understand what you're saying now and in your book, praying in the Holy Spirit is connecting with the Holy Spirit to partner with Him to accomplish everything that you're talking about, from blessing to miracles to the supernatural. Is that correct? Yes, and it's the key reason I believe why I was sent back is I believe that people need to set aside their understanding and start to allow the Holy Spirit, which in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, um, it talks about the Spirit seeking the deep things of God, and that the mysteries of God are revealed through the Spirit of God, and that we need to, like Paul said in the beginning of that chapter, he said, I don't come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. And that was the Jesus I met. Um, Bar none. I mean, there was there was no limitations when I was around Jesus. He doesn't expect anybody to have any limitations down here. He expects everyone to yield to the Spirit of God. So that's the key: is is praying in the Spirit, praying out those mysteries. And this is so intriguing because I personally, as a producer here, the one of the reasons I love my job so much is anybody that's closer to Jesus than I am, I want to know how how I can get it, how I can receive it. And, and during this time, uh, Jesus was teaching you many things. And one of the things that he taught you is uh, the power of prayer. But he, he took you somewhere in just a moment uh, to, to teach you that lesson. What did he show you? Well, all of a sudden, um, this happened uh, numerous times. I haven't shared all of them in the book yet, but I I do have um, this one in particular was profound because um, at any one moment, all he has to do— now, this is something that, that has to do with the spirit realm, but did you know that Jesus can actually make a destination come to him? 
that you don't have to go anywhere. Um, it has to obey him. So what he would do is he would extend his hand. And by extending his hand, we were in New Mexico on a mountain range that is part of the White Sands Missile Range. And I saw the white sand out there that I had seen, you know, every day at work when I fly over. Uh, I had seen this spot and I'd seen that mountain. Now we're on the top of it. And that was one thing about Jesus that a lot of people in, down here in in, um, in everyday life, they forget that Jesus has command over everything in heaven and that through his body, through his believers down here, he is waiting for his enemies to become his footstool through the church. He's given us the keys. So there is a command about him that he wants us to have. And so when he would extend his hand, we would actually see the destination come to us. And I don't know how else to explain it, but that is how much command he has. So we were on top of this mountain, and he said, Kevin, I want to teach you on how powerful prayer is and how your prayers are effective. And I looked at him, and I said, I pray a lot, but I sometimes feel like I wasn't very powerful in that situation. And he said, I want to show you what really happens and that you should never give up in prayer and that you should always pray and that you should never doubt that what you're doing is effective. So he he said, start praying. And so we're on the top of this mountain and he's, we're looking down at the White Sands Missile Range. And I started praying. And I, as I was praying, I prayed with such authority that all of a sudden there was an ignition. And then I realized this is like a replay of the atomic bomb detonation uh, in the, in the, in the forties. And it went up and this huge fire plume went up and he, he just looked at me and said, keep praying. So i kept praying. And then he told me something profound. He said, everyone looks for the spectacular. And he said, most people look for that plume and they're looking when they pray, they're looking for that spectacular uh, event to happen. He said, but if you look along the ground and I saw it, there was a shock wave and you can actually pull up the films and watch this. There's a shock wave that goes and it was leveling everything in its path for 30 miles. And there was no fire in that. There was nothing supernatural. Like, you know, like we would say there was nothing spectacular about that, but there was something supernatural about it because there's a difference between the spectacular and the supernatural. And the spectacular uh, is what draws your attention, but the supernatural is actually what was working. And that shockwave, he said, that's what emanates from you every time you pray. Wow. And then when I stopped praying, it stopped. It stopped. And he said, see, your prayers are effective. You just don't see it because you're looking for the spectacular instead of looking at the supernatural and what's really, really happening behind the scenes. And so I, I come back with an encouraging story because I want people to know that it's persistence in prayer, and it's it's that command that Jesus told us, if you'll believe, nothing shall be impossible to you. I mean, I heard him say that, and he said that, Kevin, if you'll believe, nothing's going to be impossible to you, nothing. And in these in these precious moments that you were with Jesus, uh, when you were out of your body, uh, you learned. It sounds like you learned a lifetime of valuable lessons. But you know what you're doing is you're you're really quoting a lot of what Jesus or the Holy Spirit guided Paul to write in in the Bible. I mean, you, you're saying a lot of scripture that we just have to live out, and that's amazing to me because you're you're kind of helping to connect the dots between standing there with Jesus and, and Jesus showing you what your prayers do, but that's what the Bible says. And I, I love how you're bringing it all together. And give us, before we take another break, give us another nugget of something really that Jesus taught you, showed you in those precious moments uh, of, of you not returning back to your body. He, um, he said, if you'll do this for me, he said, he, he said, he said, I will be with you. I will come up and stand beside you. And essentially, if I do everything that he said to do, that I cannot lose, that I would never fail, and that he said, he said, it's all extra credit. Because he said, essentially, you've been faithful. 
to me, and uh, you have done everything I've ever asked you to do. And that took me back because I was only 31 years old. And I thought that you had to live a long life, productive life, in order for Jesus to say, You're, you've been faithful, you know, come and into my kingdom. But he said, no, Kevin, it's not the quantity of what you do. It's the quality of what you do with what I've given you. He actually told me, he said, listen, he said, you actually have done everything I've ever told you to do. He said, in fact, you're known in heaven because you drop everything you're doing and you go and do what I ask you to do. And you don't even ask any questions. And that's very rare. And he said that because of that, he said, I will be with you and essentially with with uh, what I know about heaven and what I know about him, is as if you decided 100% to walk with him, you cannot lose, and it's rigged. In, in other words, all of heaven helps you. And so when I came back, I found myself in situations that seemed impossible, but you can almost as if, as long as you don't react in the flesh and you don't react into your own understanding, but you start to pray in the spirit. The nuggets that I brought back with me was is that I can teach people that if they'll just go ahead and walk with God 100%, give themselves over to the Holy Spirit, that essentially he's going to lead them into abundant life. Jesus taught me that you cannot be between two opinions, you cannot oscillate. And he said, your attention is either going to be on me or it's going to be on the world. You're going to either serve the world or you're going to serve me. The problem is, is that because of the targeting of the human race, Satan is trying to steal as much percentage of our, of our perception, much, much percentage as he can of our understanding, uh, the way that we look at things, our perception of each other, perception of God. Uh, if we don't draw our lines according to the Word of God, it's not going to be easy. We're going to be presented with all kinds of situations continually, but if we will learn to rely on the Spirit, and what he taught me was, he said, he says, you have to react in the Spirit immediately. You have to train yourself not to react in your understanding or the flesh, and that takes, that's where the training, that's where uh, maturity and discipline comes in. So it's not necessarily easy. But you have to understand that I encountered the other realm, and then I came back. So I've been on both sides of the veil now. And because of that, I can tell people, listen, the most important thing you can do in a situation is in that first couple seconds how you react. You have to train yourself to go right into praying and committing the situation to God and not reacting according to fear. I love that. And in your books, Days of Heaven on Earth and Heavenly Visitation, you share more in depth of what Jesus taught you, what he showed you. I mean, it's extraordinary. Uh, all the things that in just that short amount of time, all the wonderful things that uh, Jesus showed you in those moments. And then you end up getting sucked back into your body. And here you are living this life now years later. And when we come back, I want to uh, talk about what's been happening to Kevin and around Kevin since that supernatural experience. But you need to go ahead and get a hold of these resources. Days of Heaven on Earth, A Guide to the Days Ahead, and Heavenly Visitation, A Guide to Participating in the Supernatural, and its exclusive CD, How to Bring Heaven on Earth, where he teaches you how to encounter the supernatural in your life every day with prayers of impartation that you can pray over, that he prays over you and that you can pray over yourself. This resource is amazing. I'm telling you, it will set you on fire and it will give you such a hunger and longing to know the Lord more. Get a hold of these books and the CD. It will change your life. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk with Kevin more about what God has done in him and through him and what he's seeing since his visitation in 1992. It is extraordinary. We'll be right back. During surgery, Kevin Zadai found himself standing on the other side of the veil, watching the doctor and his assistants working to revive his lifeless body that lay on the operating table. Jesus appeared to him in that operating room. For 45 minutes, Jesus revealed spiritual truths to teach others how to experience the atmosphere of heaven on earth. Over time, Kevin had 17 different encounters with Jesus in heaven. Now he wants to teach and impart to you how you can be an instrument of bringing the supernatural fire of God 
God to people wherever you go. Call now and get Kevin Zadai's Heaven Birthed 2 book package, Days of Heaven on Earth, and Heavenly Visitation, a guide to participating in the supernatural. And you will also receive his exclusive audio CD teaching, How to Bring Heaven to Earth, plus this bonus, Kevin's atmospheric Holy Spirit-led full immersion music on audio CD entitled Awakening. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9443. You will receive Kevin's two-book series, Days of Heaven on Earth and Heavenly Visitation, a guide to participating in the supernatural. Kevin wrote his Heavenly Vision book, completely by the Holy Spirit in five 18-hour days by praying in tongues and interpreting it. In both books, he documents the visitations and revelations from Jesus revealing God's personality and God's divine plan for your life. Through reading these books, you will enter into a deeper understanding of God's destiny and purpose for your life. Experience heavenly visitations from Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and angels. Encounter days of heaven on earth wherever you go. Become a carrier of God's holy fire. Jesus told me that if I will give this material out and get it into people's hands that it will radically change everyone that receives this material and implements it into their life. He promised that he would show up and without doubt he has done that. You will also get Kevin's audio CD teaching, How to Bring Heaven to Earth, exclusive to our It's Supernatural audience only. In this teaching, Kevin Zadai releases God's holy fire into your life so you can encounter heaven on earth, the supernatural of God like never before. The CD includes Kevin praying over you several powerful prayers of impartation so you can experience the atmosphere of God's glory in your own life. Plus, you will receive this bonus, Kevin's atmospheric Holy Spirit-led full immersion music on audio CD entitled Awakening. Before Kevin Zadai visited heaven, he didn't have any musical skills. After his encounters with Jesus and the angelic realm, he found that he could supernaturally play nine instruments. On this CD, you will be ushered behind the veil into God's heavenly atmosphere. Get ready to bring the glory of God right into your home, your car, your office, or wherever you listen. Don't miss out on getting Kevin Zadai's Heaven Birthed 2 book package, Days of Heaven on Earth, and Heavenly Visitation, a guide to participating in the supernatural. And you will also receive his exclusive audio CD teaching, How to Bring Heaven to Earth, plus this bonus, Kevin's atmospheric Holy Spirit-led full immersion music on audio CD entitled Awakening. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9443, or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9443 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We are here with Kevin Zadai, and we are having an absolute blast. And just uh, during the break, we were talking about the about 20 million other things he could be talking about. But that's why you need to get his books and his CD. I mean, it's extraordinary, all the things that Jesus has taught him. I mean, they've since I've known Kevin, uh, they they have challenged me deeply. And uh, before we get into Revelation and Visitation and Habitation, let me ask you this, uh, that that many people need to hear you, the Lord, you had a you had an encounter where the Lord showed you uh, about holiness, and if you could touch on that briefly and uh, the difference between relational holiness and positional holiness. Oh yes, Ryan, that's that's good. I um I had a situation happen to me. I don't recall exactly how I got to the throne room. I just know that I found myself there, and as I was standing there, I didn't know what to do because I know everything up there is so intricate, everything has order to it, and you just don't approach uh, something like that unless you're told to. So I was just standing there waiting, and I was kind of twisting and looking around. I saw all these beautiful things, and there was no words um, to, to explain what I was seeing except for this one thing. I looked down, and right before me, in order to get to the portion of the throne uh, that I was looking at, I had to walk on these glowing, they looked alive, it was sapphire, Um, there were stones, and it was laid out the whole way uh, on the floor in the throne room, and they were glowing um, blue and white, and they were the most beautiful rock I've ever seen, it was a glowing sapphire, and I was reminded in Exodus 24.10 where the Lord came down on the mountain, and he was 
standing among the 70 elders and Moses, and he uh, actually was standing on this sapphire stone, and it was a slab of pavement. And um, I didn't know about this until after I had this experience, and I went and found it in the Bible. But the thing about this stone was that it was so holy that the Lord said, unless I bid you to come, you cannot walk on these stones. And I didn't realize that there was even in heaven, even as a, you know, even as a redeemed person in heaven, that there are certain things that you just can't go and do. And this was one of them. And so he bid me to come on them and they didn't burn me, but I could feel the effect that they had on me. And then the Lord said to me, he said, Kevin, he said, most people understand the positional uh, situation that I made available to them by the redemption of the blood of Jesus Christ. He said, I made that available through my son positionally. So we're forgiven of our sins. We're righteous. We're holy in his sight positionally. But he said, there is a relationship that I had with Moses and uh, with other individuals where I bid them to come and they were permitted to see parts of me that no one else was uh, able to. So in this case, he explained to me that there is a relational holiness and a relational righteousness that exceeds beyond what we can comprehend and speak in, in our language. So that I encountered. And he said, most people need to be going toward me and finding the, the hottest, holiest place to stand with me instead of trying to find the fence, the border, how far out you can go and still uh, be a Christian. You know, they have these questions, what can I do and what can I do? Um, I saw that in heaven that this was not the intent for people on the earth at all. They were to be separate from the world. And, and that is very impactful, just just from all the things that we see in Christianity today. I know uh, uh, my own life and different ones that I'm around, uh, you you make it clear that, that you had an encounter with the Lord, that you cannot ride the fence, so to speak, and, and receive uh, that close encounter with God. Is that what I hear you saying? Yes, sir. It's it's really clear in heaven, and it needs to become clear on the earth uh, in these last days if you want to encounter the supernatural. Uh, it's one of the points that a lot of people don't realize that their ineffectiveness in this realm is based on the fact that um, they're, they're concentrating on the positional, but they're not concentrating on the relational. And, and this is what the Lord wants. He he suffered greatly. He explained this all to me, and he actually broke up in tears when he told me what he suffered. He doesn't want one drop of his blood wasted, and so there's a lot of power. There's a lot of 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 things that Jesus did for us that we have not even experienced yet. And that is very intense. And and for those of you who are listening, that's why it's so important that that uh, anyone that calls himself a believer. Uh, we cannot be dabbling in sin. And this is your time even now as we are sharing uh, with you uh, to just say, Lord, forgive me. Wash me clean. Make me, you know, make me, make me pure. Give me a pure heart, a clean heart, like David said in Psalm 51. And, and uh, the Lord uh, brings you close to his heart when we do that. And, and I, I love that, Kevin. And I love how, how uh, you, you make this such a reality, even uh, you know, a lot of people shy away from because of the grace message, the hyper grace message. They shy away from holiness, but you explain it in such a way to make it's beautiful, and and I certainly appreciate that. Now, you talk in your book, uh, Days of Heaven on Earth, uh, about revelation, visitation, and habitation. Could you explain those three areas for us? Uh, yes, sir. And just a note that um, when I was told to write this book, I wrote that in five days. Uh, that whole book in five days, and it was wow. done by praying in the Spirit and interpreting my, my tongues. Wow. And I wrote that book in five days. It was five 18-hour days, and it was to the publisher in a record amount of time. And and th this this thing, this uh, this situation uh, caused this revelation to come forth. And he said that there were three phases that the church was going through. And 
in the next several years. And the first one, he said, was revelation. He said that the Spirit of God has come to reveal Jesus and to reveal the ways of Jesus. And so one compliment that I got from a pastor friend of mine, he called me and he said, he, he said, Kevin, he said, he said, uh, Israel, they, 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 uh, they encountered God in a, in a way where they were observing, but it says that you encounter God and you know his ways. So Moses knew the ways of God. And that was a bit biggest compliment that I could have because when I received revelation, the revelation was from the Spirit, and the Spirit of God actually causes you to have reality. So he shakes you. Now, a fact could be false, but reality is the truth. And so if you look it up and do a word study, you'll find that the Spirit of Truth is actually the word Spirit. It's reality. So it's the Spirit of reality. And so the Spirit, when He comes, He re- he reveals reality to you. And so all of a sudden, you're operating in what we call revelation. God takes what is written in the Word of God, and it becomes living, and it becomes food. And so the Spirit of Revelation that's coming upon the church is actually opening up the eyes. And Paul prayed this in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 23. And he asked that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened, that we would know the hope to which we've been called, that we'd have the Spirit of Revelation, that we'd know about the inheritance that we've been given, and the power that has been given to us, and talking about how we have been seated far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. And see, the revelation of the Spirit of God does that. When I was with Jesus, I didn't have an enemy. Um, Everything to me had to obey me. And when I came back, my spirit was imprinted with the spirit of revelation because I had seen Jesus and it was no longer just writing in a book. He was the living God, and that everything that he said can happen based on my participation. So there, there is no difference between Jesus and what he says. And what I found was is that the spirit of revelation in this realm, in this, in this realm of the earth, when you speak, you are bringing forth the mysteries of heaven when you speak by the Spirit. So revelation comes out of your spirit, and it becomes part of your environment. So that was the first phase, is revelation was coming to the church, and we were going to actually see what God intended for us in these latter days. So it was kind of like a shaking, and then there was a shift, and then there's a reality. And then um, the second phase was visitation. After our eyes are open and we start to adhere to what the kingdom of God is doing through Revelation, then the Lord was going to start visiting. And he, he, he can do that a number of ways. He can appear to you in person, but mostly it's by the Spirit of God. The Lord has sent the Spirit of God. So you have the visitation, and I strongly felt that there was going to be this kind of activity where Jesus was going to start appearing to even unsaved people. And um, that has happened in the Muslim world. And um, there has been many uh, occurrences of Jesus visiting Muslims and then converting. We have friends that are saved today because Jesus appeared to them. Um, they were not witnessed to by a human being. And uh, so that's profound. And then the uh, final third phase is habitation. And what the Lord wants to do is he wants to come and he wants to not have to leave. He wants to stay. And so Jesus said that if you'll love me and obey my commands, he said, me and my father will come and live with you. And if you study those words, it's actually to the point where they bring their furniture and move in. (laughs) So that's the profound um, result of having revelation, having visitation, and then one day the Lord decides we're not leaving, we're going to stay. And that is because you've become fully His, because you've handed over 
yourself through a process. And the Lord calls you his own, of course, but when he calls you his own, then what happens is he owns you and you're his. And so you're set apart. And then things that are set apart are holy and he can come and live with you. And you can sit with him and you can listen to his heart and everything that he tells you to do succeeds. So it's this word try is not in heaven. I was surprised at some of the words that are not in heaven, like God never tried anything. Um, there's certain coincidence is not in, there's no coincidence. Everything has a purpose. There are no disappointments in heaven. There's only appointments. Well, t- talk about that. I, I find that very fascinating. You're, what the Lord showed you about disappointments. Well, being on the other side, the reason why I didn't want to come back was because there was a lot of disappointments. I felt like certain things were supposed to happen between people and situations, and they would not happen. But yet in my spirit, you know, that verse that says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I always felt like something was going on there, um, and I didn't understand it. Why I felt like God was trying to get things together in a certain way with people and uh, assignments and uh, like a mission to do something, and that it wouldn't seem to congeal. It wouldn't come together. And um, he showed me in heaven that um, a disappointment is when two appointments, uh, two appointed people miss. So like your destiny, you're supposed to meet, and it's an appointment. A disappointment is when they never touch, when they, they, they never touch each other. You never encounter the destiny. So a disappointment is a missed appointment, and there is no such thing in heaven. Um, God only has appointments. And so what he does is I found that a lot of people don't reach their appointments because they think that it's just going to happen. And the Lord showed me that you have to mix everything in your heart with faith, and you have to act on what God is saying to you. And so I found that even prophecies, Paul told Timothy, he said, I want you to use those prophecies that were spoken over you, Timothy, I want you to use them in warfare. I want you to take those prophecies and wage war with them. And I found out that in heaven, you have to take what is said about you. You have to learn what the truth is, and you have to say it. You have to speak it from your spirit. And it creates an environment around you where angels want to hop right in and help you. I like that. <laughs> in, in, in that in that way, you also talk about increasing your area of influence. What do you mean by that? How do we increase our area of influence? Well, what happens is is your your books that are written, Psalms 139.16, it's clear that each day of your life is written in a book before one of them came to pass. It talks about in Malachi chapter uh, 3, if you read to 16 through 25, it talks about the, these, this amazing book that was written because the people stood around and spoke well about the Lord. And it says that at that point, a book of remembrance was written about them. Well, who do you think wrote that book of remembrance? It was angels. So angels have access to your books. So each day of your life was written and they're recorded. These are all the wonderful things in Christ that God packaged in for you. Before the foundations of the world, before Jesus was slain, he had a purpose for every person. And so these angels actually access that, and they come down. And what happens is your realm begins to be influenced by what's written about you because angels come down, and they're only going to assist you in your purpose because that's all you get rewards for. You get rewards for what you were given and what you did with it. And and like you teach, though, you're saying uh, even though all these things were written uh, uh, about us in eternity past, we can still miss appointments because we're like you said, we're not living or walking and living by faith like we should. Is that correct? Yes, there's there's so many things that do not happen and we're waiting for God to do it. And essentially, God is not going to do another thing about it. He's already given us everything we need through life and godliness in Christ Jesus. There's 
there's nothing there's nothing left to do on God's part except partner with us as we walk these things out. So, and, and again, there's that word again, partnering with the Holy Spirit, which gets back to the prayer, living holy, living clean, praying in the Holy Spirit. I, I love this. And, and this is, we've only, my friends listening, we've only scratched the surface. Trust me. Uh, Kevin is seeing angels. In fact, at, during the break, he said he, he's seeing an angel with him in the room where he's at uh, during this interview. And uh, he, Jesus visits him on a regular basis. And the stories are endless. And the nuggets and the truths are endless. And a lot of those things are written in his books in this CD. Uh, Heavenly Visitation is one of the books. And the second book, Days of Heaven on Earth. And his special CD he's doing just for us, How to Bring Heaven to Earth, where he's teaching you how to encounter the supernatural, how to live in, like he said, those divine appointments. And he prays those prayers of impartation over you. In fact, Kevin, as we close, would you pray over everyone listening, whatever the Lord lays on your heart? Yes, sir, I will. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you so much for all the listeners today, everyone at the sound of my voice. Father, as the Spirit of God moves upon them, I just ask for a spirit of revelation and knowledge of you, Lord. I pray that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened. I pray that they would know the hope to which they've been called and that glorious inheritance is in the saints to be revealed, the power that's available that has seated them at the right hand with Jesus in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority. I thank you, Father that the eyes of their hearts are open right now. I speak revelation. I speak knowledge of God's will. I ask you, Lord God, to break through. Angels of the Lord, go and break through for the people. Break through angels, flames of fire, break forth. Let the Holy Spirit move. Let the eyes of their hearts be open right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your answers to all their prayers. Amen. Amen. Again, my name is Ryan Bress, and you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our special guest, Kevin Zadai. You make sure that you get these resources, his book, Heavenly Visitation, his second book, The Days of Heaven on Earth, where he goes into detail in these two books about his encounters with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father. All, a lot of what he has seen and learned, he wrote in these books, and it's, it's phenomenal. And again, the special CD, how to Bring Heaven to Earth. These resources are, are yours. Now, here's Sid to tell you how you can get them. You have an appointment with God just waiting for you. In his two books, Heavenly Visitation and Days of Heaven on Earth, Kevin Zadai teaches you how you can have your own heavenly encounter with God. In addition, you will receive Kevin's exclusive CD to our It's Supernatural audience, How to Bring heaven to earth, releasing the fire of God. Call now for Kevin's two books, Heavenly Visitation and Days of Heaven on Earth, and his exclusive CD, How to Bring Heaven to Earth, Releasing the Fire of God, for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697 or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Kevin's two books, Heavenly Visitation and Days of Heaven on Earth, and his exclusive CD, How to Bring Heaven to Earth, Releasing the Fire of God. Offer number 9443 for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9443. Once again, that's offer number 9443.